Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 2, Episode 3, for Saturday the 15th of August 2020. Coming up this week, everything is locked and loaded for my forthcoming BookBub promo, and we've still got 10 days to go. I've been listing wide with a vengeance, with some interesting observations about draft to digital and Google Play that I want to share with you. And I finally managed to squeeze out a 5k writing day. It's the first since we went into lockdown. I'm recording this on a very hot Friday afternoon, and I can't remember whether my microphone will pick up my fan, which is blowing cool air on me at the moment, but my study with the door closed is far too small and hot in this weather for me not to have the fan on. So if you can hear the fan in the background, my apologies for that. I have a little setting in Camtasia that has a sound removal function, so I'll put that on and hopefully it'll be gone by the time you listen to this. If not, you know what it is. Let's start with a writing update, and this has been my best writing week, potentially all year, certainly since before lockdown. I've had a really good word count since I last recorded one of these diaries. So last Saturday I wrote 1,599 words. On Monday of this week I wrote 2,080 words. On Tuesday, 2,106 words. On Wednesday, 1,709 words. Now, on Thursday, my wife was back to work. And as I've told you already, her working pattern is completely erratic. They're not opening on their normal schedule. Sometimes they're open mornings. Sometimes they're open in the afternoons. My wife had some leave booked over summer, and they've been asked to keep their leave uh, active. So... It's really, really odd. There's no routine in there at all. But she was working on Thursday and she is working this Saturday. So on Thursday, I pushed to have my first 5,000 plus writing day, 5,000 word plus writing day since February. So before lockdown, I haven't had a 5K writing day since February. And on Thursday, I managed to squeeze out 5,041 words. So that felt pretty good to me because I said to you when we went down into lockdown I was so disrupted my mind was all over the place I think everybody was like that at that stage that I really couldn't see to writing 5,000 words a day so I just started writing non-fiction at first and just did pretty well what I felt that I could do and I've been building it up and building it up ever since and then the most I'd done before this was about 3,000 no more than 3,500 words and then Thursday we finally hit the 5k so having achieved that now, I'm now going to keep that up. Every time my wife is in at work, the minute she's out the door, I'm going to start writing. I'll, there's enough time when she's on shift to get three one-hour writing sessions done. That's all, how much time I need to write 5,000 words. And I'm going to return to that writing pattern because that's when I'm at my most productive. That's how I prefer to do things. So in actual fact, I'm writing more than I was previously because in the past, of course, I was at work in February of this year still and so I would maybe do that writing pattern two maybe three days a week whereas now when my wife's at work so for instance this week I'll have written 1,700 words or thereabouts on Monday Tuesday Wednesday 5,000 on Thursday today I've just written 1,537 words and then tomorrow Saturday I'm going to write another 5,000 words so since Saturday last Saturday when the last podcast episode dropped I've written 14,072 words. We'll add another 5,000 words plus tomorrow. So that's going to be 19,000 words in a week. 
it's really nice to be hitting those numbers again after so long of, of not I, I, over the week I've written the words but I haven't managed to do it in a focused session so I really feel like I'm back where we were now so very happy about that I, I haven't written 5k since I was writing end of men in February and my podcast book and these were pre-pandemic writing targets but that's what I was working on in January and February end of men which of course has been parked now and my podcast book, which of course I was the first thing I finished off under lockdown, got it published, and then wrote two more non-fiction books. So yeah, fairly pretty good about that. What that means then is that I've gone through my Trello planning, my scheduling now, which of course I no longer do on the whiteboards. And I should say to you actually, <laughs> those of you who've listened for years and heard me refer to my whiteboard to my left-hand side here, not only has the whiteboard gone, but this week I filled the holes that the, the plugs were in to, to keep the whiteboard up. And I've actually given away the whiteboard. So you know these lovely Facebook uh, groups that you have? There's one in every city virtually, certainly in the UK, where they're bought and sold sites. And, I, and stuff that I, I'm not going to use anymore, but that is in really good nick and I'd like to go to a good home rather than going to the tip. I've been giving away and I've given away loads of stuff. It's been great. And people are really grateful for it. I don't want to charge for it because, you know, my view is it's like I gave away my exercise machine. Well, I haven't used the exercise machine for ages because I run outside now. I've, I've kind of graduated from that exercise machine now. So I don't need the exercise machine. And I gave that away to somebody. I suspect they were probably taking it to sell it on, but I don't care. I've had that exercise machine for, for years. I've done how many morning sessions on the exercise machine? I, I can't count. So... I feel like I've had my my money's worth out of it. It's certainly great, Nick. So I was happy for somebody to take it away. The big uh, drawers, the what you call them, the filing cabinets that I had, again, to my right-hand side in this study. Um, now the kids are all moving on. I've thrown out loads of school stuff and all the paperwork and nonsense that you have with schools. And I've reduced my paperwork down to a two filing cabinet size. That's all I need now. I'm not going to need more than two uh, filing cabinets anymore for all my personal stuff that I have to keep on paper most of it's in the cloud now so again I gave that away that went to a good home and I gave my whiteboard and my big pinboard that I have in front of me away and the holes are now filled ready to be painted over so that there's no evidence left of them on the walls in here um, you know so the progress towards clearing the house out is going on and there was one lady who who took the pinboard, she was delighted because it was going to an elderly people's home. The guy who took the whiteboard was absolutely over the moon with it. So it just makes me happy that these things aren't going to, to landfill, that somebody's going to get as much use out of these things as I have. And, of course, I'm giving them away in excellent nick because I look after my stuff. So, yeah, uh, I, won't be, uh, I won't be planning on the whiteboard anymore. It's all done in Trello now. And why I like Trello for planning is I could just drag and drop things and move them around a calendar. And so I compressed my writing schedule for the book that I'm writing now, which I'll have done by the time I've got to take two of my kids to university. I'm doing two of them in one weekend. And uh, the other one goes up by train. Uh, but that'll be done by university departure. And then the other book will be done by Spain departure, but they'll be done in a much more compressed fashion now I can squeeze 5,000 words into one writing day so I'm going to hit the halfway point for the book that I'm writing at the moment which is Fall from Grace that's going to hit 35,000 words tomorrow and so I'm going to start planning the third book in this current trilogy 
I'll probably start thinking about. Well, I am thinking about it now, actually. But I will. I will have formal planning days coming up in a week or so for that, when I have to start planning three chapters a day, and I squeeze the story out of myself, drop by drop by drop. And sometimes it comes easy, and sometimes it comes hard. But what I have found. Uh, is that it's so good. I really love planning now. You know, when I started out this lark, I just used to do it by the seat of my pants. I was a pantser. And now I'm just finding these... I only write about two or three sentences for each chapter. But, oh, wow, they've made my process change so much now. I just... I roll up. I have a look at the notes. I know the story. I can read a couple of chapters ahead, so I know where I'm going all the time. But it has made my writing so much more efficient doing these planning documents before I start. So I am going to start work on Bound by Blood. Probably I'll start to sketch broad ideas and broad themes next week. Then I think it's the week after I have to start to pin it down to a chapter-by-chapter outline of the book. So it's been a pretty good writing week this week. It really feels like things are getting back to normal. My wife was back at work. Uh, Clearly there was a lot of nervous energy for her around that because well it's just a bit nerve-wracking isn't it she hasn't been in work since March sometime but they've done that really well it's all very safe and they're limiting the number so she's very happy with that so it just really does feel like we're getting back to some sense of normality that I don't think we'll get back to any kind of a routine for some time in terms of my editing I finished my edit of the first I think it was 11 chapters of End of Men and that book is getting parked for now I still like the story. I still like the concept. I just, I'm just not there with it. I don't think, I don't think my, I'm a good enough writer yet to write that story. I think I maybe need to write a little bit more. I still like that story. It's all planned out chapter by chapter. I think I said to you last week, I just felt like I was telling more than showing. And I just, it's going to just be a bubbling under that. I, I just haven't quite found my way into it. The story's fine. Everything's right about the story and the different points of the story. It's just the way I'm telling it that isn't right. And it is different from what I normally write. So it is going to be a challenge. So it's getting parked for now. It's getting parked in favour of stuff that makes me money now, which is obviously the Walk and Bay trilogy. So I'm going to bang that trilogy out and then I'll, I'll see what I feel like after that. There is now no new editing planned until the 14th of August. And I start my editing of Fall from Grace on the 14th of August. And I've got that all parceled out or portioned out on my Trello boards so I know that it's going to be done in plenty of time ready to deliver that book to Judy Corden and of course my timescales are okay with this because the first of those trilogies gets released on the 2nd of November I think the second of those books is the 30th of November so we're way ahead for these release dates there's plenty of um, plenty of wriggle room in there for those release dates so uh, nothing planned until the 14th of August which is nice I get a little bit of a break from editing but I do have to immerse myself in in planning and plotting before that date and um, I will obviously start that editing as soon as I've got Walker Bay 3 down by blood plotted so it's one thing after the other after the other for a little while I'm running this sausage factory it's a little bit like it was last year when I was doing rapid release so fortunately this year how many books will I get done this year so it's three Three of the trilogy, and I got three, was it three non-fictions? Yeah, so it'll be six, I think, this year. Six books written and published this year. And I think it was eight last year, so it's still not bad, is it? Eight, uh, six is still not bad compared to eight last year, when you think how frenetically I was writing last year. But anyway, they're all ready to, and ready to go. And of course, the other thing I should say to you now is that I have re-edited the Don't Tell Meg trilogy, 
Those files were okay. I got the book covers from Stuart Bache. Now I just asked Stuart to make some little tweaks, minor tweaks to the text and obviously to the spine sizes of those books. Those books have now been uploaded to Amazon, the paperbacks, and to what's the other one called? Ingram Spark. I ordered proof copies. All those proof copies arrived this week. The Amazon proof copies came. There was just a little tweak that I needed to make to that cover. I wasn't quite happy with the alignment on that. So I, I made a little tweak to the cover on Don't Tell Meg paperback on Amazon. Uh, I've got a proof copy. I just got an email today saying it's in the post. I sent the proof copies. My mum's now decided that she likes my books. So I've sent the proof copies. I re Having checked them and made sure they're okay, the Amazon proof copies, my wife parceled them up and we've sent them to my mum and my mum's going to read those edited versions now of the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. And I've saved the copies that came from Ingram Spark. They can stay as my permanent copies on my shelf because the good thing about the Ingram Spark copies is they don't have, um, what is it Amazon puts on them? No, it's not proof copy, but something like not for sale or something like that. They put a little, uh, not a sticker, but a little line across them so that they're not for resale, something like that. Um, so I've sent those to my mum because she'll just you know, read them and be done with them. And I've kept the nice copies from Ingram Spark as my permanent copies. So it feels good to have that book out there again, you know, edited, revised uh, with my my full confidence. I don't know why I got jittery about that book, but it has my full confidence out there now. And I'm just going to thrash it and make more sales with it. As a podcast listener, you probably have several shows just like this one in your podcast feed. But have you ever considered setting up your own show? This podcast is produced using a service called Anchor, and I can honestly say that it makes recording and publishing a podcast an absolute breeze, and you can do it for free. In my book, How to Start a Podcast, I'll pass on my radio and podcasting experience to help you to set up your own show and start sharing your knowledge, expertise, and enthusiasms. I've packed everything I know into this book, which is available in ebook and paperback formats and is listed wide across multiple platforms. I've been paid hundreds of pounds to consult one-to-one -one on this topic, but you can access everything I know for a fraction of that price. So if you've ever wondered if you should start your own podcast, head for bookstoread.com forward slash podcast right now. And before you know it, you'll be hosting your own podcast. Moving on to sales and marketing news then, as, as well as doing lots of writing this week, I've been concentrating on that BookBub promo that I've got coming up on Monday the 24th of August. It's all hands on deck for that and I'm thinking it through. And last week when I did the diary, I was guilty of more of my linear thinking. I said to you that there's a problem here in that I'm going to be obviously promoting Left for Dead, the first in my Morecambe Bay series on BookBub. And that, I hope, will lead to sales of book two and book three. And then, in turn, I want to get more pre-sales, hopefully, on book four, which is Trust Me Once, which will be launching on the 2nd of November. So I want to drive traffic to the next trilogy that I've got coming up. And I said, well, that's a bit of a problem, because it's only available on pre-sale on Amazon, obviously, and I'm not going to be launching Walker Bay Trilogy 2 wide. And I didn't want to peeve off people who read the first trilogy, only to say, oh, sorry, you can't buy this book. And, and then when I was listening back to that podcast and just checking it through last week, I thought, oh, hang on, there's a simple solution to this, of course. So what I've done is I've used Vellum and 
this is the joy of vellum. I know I keep going on about it, but uh, this is why I love vellum so much. What I did is I created one file, which is Kindle only, and that file of Left for Dead simply promotes books one, two, and three, and then says book four is available for pre-order. And then the other version is the version that's going to go on to Google, to Barnes & Noble, to Apple, and to Kobo. And that one isn't going to mention that there's another book coming up. It's simply going to divert readers to the Don't Tell Back trilogy. So I'm not even going to mention that there's a new book coming up. They could just, I want them to buy another trilogy. And I just thought, well, that, that's the solution, isn't it? Do a bespoke vellum file for Kindle and a bespoke vellum file for the other outlets. And that way I don't have to peeve wide readers off by saying, by the way, there's a book four coming out, but you can't buy it because you don't buy an Amazon. Because in November, I'm going to go back to KDP Select again because I'm going to want the page reads again. So uh, that that's the solution for that. So um, I think that's a lot better. So it won't annoy non-Amazon readers, but also it will push people who, who, are, who are not on Amazon. It'll, it gives them somewhere to go, somewhere to buy something else. So I've gone through the whole rack of books and I've reviewed my pricing. And usually I think I, I go, when I do a book bub, I think I normally go free and then the second book is one ninety nine, and the third book is is two ninety nine. Whereas this time, because I've got more books in the rack, I want to try and increase the conversion rate because I'm selling more books. So Left for Dead is free, obviously. It's part of the free promo. Circle of Lies I've priced at ninety nine pence and cents, and then Truth Be Told is going at one ninety nine, and then the rest of the series will be full price. So I, I don't want to put anybody off price rise by circle of lies but by the time you're into circle of lies you, you, you know you're a goner I think you're into the series by that stage so I have changed my pricing just very uh, very slightly because rather than having three books in, in in a series now and having to make my money from that I've actually I've actually promoting to four books and in actual fact I'm, I'm also because if you get as far as book four you're going to buy books five and six too and that'll be three books at full price so this is where the power of a series comes in or at least this is where I hope the power of a series comes in because I've not written in a series before I've only written in trilogies but that's my strategy with the pricing now um, I used this lovely free website called bklink.com which I mentioned to I think it was last week to check my categories and I, was, I wasn't listed in all the correct categories um, on that book. So I, I'm now linked, I'm in the correct categories for my whole Morecambe Bay trilogy. So that's good news because I generally chart best in Vigilante Justice. And I, had, I hadn't put, I don't know why I hadn't put those books into Vigilante Justice, but they weren't in that category. So they are now, they are in Vigilante Justice now. So bklink.com, very, very good for checking which categories you're in already, but also in getting the proper links to the categories that you want to be in. Because often I've written to Amazon in the past, I've written to Amazon before I knew about this website and said, can you put me in this category and that category? And they've asked me to give the full directory path to that category. And to be honest with you, I've found great difficulty working it out. Whereas bklink.com does it all for you. It's just cut and paste. So yeah, all the categories are correct now. That's great. Now, the other thing that I've done this week to, to sort of pump prime this is I've been running Facebook ads to Left for Dead and Left for Dead is now free. So I've contacted KDP support a couple of times this week. I asked them to set my book 
for free in all territories last week. They did that pretty quickly, but they hadn't got left for dead free in India. So I had to do a follow-up. I sent them some links to show that it was free in India throughout the world. And now left for dead is free in across the world. So it's ready for the BookBub promo. And I am sending Facebook traffic to that book uh, in the UK at the moment. I want to do well in the UK charts because it's my main audience for this book. People who kind of know traditional English seaside resorts. So I'm paying for Facebook ads and that's shifting a lot of books. And I can tell you that just with a about, I'm not spending much on Facebook ads, maybe £5 a day in, in the UK. I can tell you, let me just refresh the page. I'm recording this at uh, quarter to two on Friday afternoon. Left for Dead is currently number two in the UK in kidnapping crime fiction. These are free books, by the way. Number three in vigilante justice in the UK. And number seven in psychological thrillers in the UK. Now, if I move to the US, because I'm not quite sure how it's doing well in the US, because I'm not sending any traffic to it. It's just doing it of its own steam at the moment. So in the free books, remember, we're not paid this time around. We're free. In the US, I'm number eight. This always makes me laugh. I'm number eight in psychological literary fiction, darling. I'm literary fiction, don't you know? Uh, I'm number 36 in vigilante justice and number 50 in psychological thrillers. That's in the US. Now, I haven't been doing any promotions at all in the US. That's just got there naturally from being a free book and people finding it and, and doing whatever they do in the Amazon charts. Now, so I, 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 I'm top 10 in the UK, which is my primary chart, and I've done that with Facebook ads. Now, I've, I've also booked a number of promotions around the BookBub promo as well. So a number of paid promotions. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I've never really had success when I've paid for email promos on BookDoggy and ENT and FreeBooksy. I don't have any success with those when I price books down to 99p it's completely negligible sales i've never had any success with that but i have had success when i've promoted free books through those sites so i've gone for free book promos so i've got three promos ready this is the pub prime the bookbub promo so i'm hoping that in the uk by the time we do the bookbub promo i'm already going to be number one in my charts or certainly top five well i already am top five i'm hoping i'm number one let's just be honest about it i'm hoping i'll be number one in as many of those free charts as possible before we even do the bookbub so by the time we do the bookbub i hope i'm already prominent in, in the charts because i'm trying to titillate amazon's algorithm so that we're already doing well before we do the bookbub so that hopefully they pick me up and start to promote me. So I'm running the Facebook ads until Sunday in the UK. And then on Monday, the 17th, is that correct? Is it the 17th Monday? What, what, what month is it? It's August, isn't it? Yeah, Monday the 17th, I've got an e-reader news today free promo. And then on Thursday the 20th, I've got a free booksy promo. And then on Monday the 24th of August, that's the BookBub promo. And on the 26th of August, that's uh, the Wednesday after the BookBub, I've just topped it up with a BookDoggy promo as well. So pushing lots and lots and lots of traffic to that book. I particularly want it to do well in the UK because, say, that's my most natural audience. But I'm really giving it everything I've got. Oh, incidentally, just to let you know, with those Facebook ads... I just wanted to tell you something different that I'm trying. So you know that with the Facebook ads I've been doing for the last four or five months since January, 
those Facebook ads have been Amazon exclusive. But when I was doing the Facebook ads for Left for Dead for free, I thought, well, hang on, this book's listed wide. I might as well try to promote it wide. So, so what I've done this time is for the first time in my Facebook ads, I've used book to read links. So I'm advertising Left for Dead and the Facebook advert is saying free on Google, Barnes and Noble, you know, wherever you read, you can get it free. And that ad is doing very well. It's obviously driven that book up in the charts. I think, I can't remember what my budget is. I'm sure it's five pounds a day. I just put it on, because it's free books. And of course, um, there, there's a lot of sense in promoting to a free book, because if you get that book for free, then hopefully you go on to buy Circle of Lies, Truth Be Told, Trust Me Once, and everything else in the series. So you're giving away, why it's what I call sausage on a stick. You're giving away something for free, but you're doing that in the expectation that you're going to make sales further down that sales funnel. Now, let me just take a look at my budget. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, something else to tell you about these ads then. With these ads that I'm running at the moment, I have put them on timed delays because in the UK, I can tell you that I always, I always get more bang for my buck on Facebook when I advertise during the hours of six till midnight, usually, basically when people are sat in front of the telly. So, to, to be able to to get that um, time zone, when you say, I only want to run it at certain times of the day, you have to put a fixed budget on. So my lifetime budget for those ads, I put a £50 lifetime budget on, and the ads were running for, I can't remember what they were even running for now, but it'll run for about 10 days. So it's about it's about 5 to £10 a day I've put on that, that budget. If I just give you an idea of, of, of how we're doing for clicks as well, just bear with me while I move through the Facebook dashboard and get the stats on that. So yeah, I'm getting 11 pence per click, and I've had how many unique clicks on that? Will it tell me? I don't know whether I've got that on there, have I? We've had 6,500 impressions. Yeah, we've had 205 link clicks. And I, So let me give you the numbers. I've spent £23.41 in the UK, and I've had 11 pence per click, and that's given me 205 link clicks. And remember, that's only to a free book so I don't make money instantly on that I hope that they like the book read the book and go on to buy other books in which case of course I make lots of money so my cost of customer or prospect acquisition is 11 pence so that feels okay to me now, I haven't burrowed down into the stats to work out how that converted I've done I've done a rough count on it in that I've been taking a look at my uh, what's it called book report I've taken a look at book reports and I can see that every day I'm shifting free copies of that book so at a rough tally i know i'm doing okay but when I, I what i know i can do is i will be able to dig into the link on book report see how many clicks it's got compare that to the number of people who downloaded the book and then i'll get a better sense of what i spent and how many prospects that gave me so i haven't done that yet but i will do that to work out whether it was worth me spending 11 pence per click on a free book so as you can tell i'm really pulling out all the stops every little trick that I know around this BookBub promo, but what is my aim? I have to say that I'm completely, this is this is terrible, isn't it? Because I used to get excited about being, I'd have got really excited about the being number two in Vigilante Justice in the UK, but I'm totally unexcited now about those positions in the free chart. I'm totally unexcited by that because the only thing that matters to me in this promotion is not where I get to in the free charts, but how many people read through and go on to buy. That's the only thing I care about in this promo. Now, clearly, it's always very nice if you get to number one in the free charts, but it just doesn't count for anything to me anymore. 
I need to be making the sales. I want the read through. And if that doesn't convert into sales, then it's been a wasted exercise. And that's why I am giving everything. I'm looking at every part in the process. I'm giving it every prospect that it can to pour as many readers onto that free book and to, to A, get as many sign-ups to Charlotte's, uh, what did I call it? Charlotte's scrapbook, the images that, um, the, the sort of image giveaway, the download that I'm giving away for readers which I hope will be sufficient sort of lead bait. And also, I want them to buy Circle of Lies and move on through the series. Because the time scale's really good here. Uh, they can read the trilogy, and hopefully if they enjoy the trilogy, and the reviews tend to suggest people are enjoying the books, I, I can send them to the next purchase, which is the book that I've just sent to Judy Corden for editing, which is uh, Trust Me Once. They can instantly sign up for that. They'll get pretty quick gratification. And then I'm releasing them one a month uh, up to the new year. So hope hopefully that will prime that whole sales process very well. If you're new to the Morgan Bay trilogy, between now and Christmas, you're going to get six books, which is pretty good if you enjoy the books. So that's it. Pulling out all the stops. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I'll let you know how the first two promos went. So we've got two promos next week that I can talk to you about in next week's diary. That'll be the e-reader news today promo on the 17th and the free booksy promo on the 20th. This podcast is supported by affiliate sales of Vellum, the best way to format your publications in Mobi, EPUB or paperback format. When you buy Vellum through my affiliate link, you pay the same price as normal, but I take a percentage of the sale proceeds and that goes to support my time and effort in producing this podcast. All of my books are produced in Vellum and I even have a simple guide to using Vellum on a PC over at my blog. Just head for paulteague.com forward slash Vellum and download your free PDF how-to guide there. And to check out the best formatting software on the planet, head over to paulteague.com forward slash use Vellum. Continuing our look at marketing topics, it feels really strange at the moment that I don't have any page reads on anything at the moment. Actually, I tell a lie. I have got some on a science fiction book because my sci-fi isn't out of KDP Select yet. But on my thrillers, when you think how important page reads has been over the past couple of months, we getting those all-star bonuses and as part of my income. I have turned off page reads entirely to all of my thrillers are listed wide now and boy what a lot of work that is i haven't finished it off still so I've, I've now listed all of my thrillers on all of the channels and i've gone through all of the channels harmonizing the prices for each of the books now I, i've got 13 individual books for thrillers now i've got four box sets uh, that's four box sets of three and I've got two mega box sets. So how many products is that? 13 plus 4, 17, 19 products in the thriller category. Each of those has to be listed and priced on Google, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books and Amazon. Well, they were already listed on Amazon, but I have done some price adjustments around there. So I've, I've, I've actually got price lists up now. I've, got, I've, I haven't, I've removed my big whiteboard, but I've still got a small pinboard up to my side here. And I've got whole price lists now for the promo, for the big packs, for the, the shorter books that are about 50k words, for the longer books that are 75 to 90k words. I've got a whole price list system now. So I am completely consistent with my pricing. And so whatever you buy, if you buy a three pack box set, 
compared with buying books two and three in a series or books one, two and three in a series, you always get a discount for a box set. And if you bought two box sets, that's always good to, it's always good to be work out cheaper to get one of my mega box sets. So everything is priced relatively now so that everything represents a better deal than, than something else. They call it a product escalator in internet marketing terms. My product escalator is completely set up and harmonized now across all of the channels. But boy, what a lot of work listing the books and checking them and doing the prices and doing all the metadata and everything like that. So this afternoon when I'm editing this and just listening through to it, I've got one last job to do and that's I've got to go on to Kobo and just harmonize my international pricing so that it's the same as everything else. But yeah, I feel like now I've got no page reads because everything's going into this book bub for Left for Dead. And then the minute I can, the moment it's a month after I submitted that Left for Dead, I'm going to submit for, for Don't Tell Meg. And I'm hoping I've got two goes at Don't Tell Meg before I get into the launch process for, for the next Morecambe Bay trilogy. And I have to go back into KDP Select again. The other thing about being in KDP Select again is I want to push my 12 pack of books, the one that's done really well, I want to be pushing that in the run up to Christmas as a, a Christmas bargain. So I, I need to be back in KDP Select in November. So I got I got two tries I've worked out. Uh, don't tell Meg to try and get a book bub on that. And then I'm back in, you know, back into exclusive again. But at least now I've got all the thrillers listed. I could just turn them off when I go Amazon exclusive again. And when I'm out of Amazon exclusive again, I could just turn them all back on. I'm not going to have that massive catch up listing to do. And the good news is, is that when I, I I'm going to be out of my my sci-fis are all going to be out of KDP Select shortly. And I'm going to try again. I'm going to start trying again to get Secret Bunker and the Grid on BookBubs wide again then. So they'll all be listed for wide. But the good news about those books is they are already listed wide. I'm not going to have the same amount of work to do. I just have to switch those ones back on because they've been listed wide uh, for ages, those books. So that, that, that's good. Not as much work to do with the sci-fi. And of course, my non-fiction is listed wide anyway already and always was. So, yeah, it's um, there's a lot going on. Um, I, I think I told, I did tell you about this. I said to you that the twelve pack, the one that I made all the money from and had all the reads on, that twelve pack was originally priced for ninety nine pence and cents, which is a lovely price to sell it for, uh, you know, to shift it by the bucket load. And then I said to you that because the file is so big, Amazon wouldn't let me price it at ninety nine pence and cents. It forced it at one twenty five in the UK and one ninety nine in the US. And I'd thought, oh, that's that's not really such a compelling offer anymore for shifting it by the bucket load. And so in response to that, I created a 10-pack of my most popular, uh, consistently reviews, reviewed books and thought, well, what I'll do is I'll pivot so that I'll gradually phase out the 12-pack and I'll phase in the 10-pack um, and, and gradually replace it because the 10-pack I can price at 99 pence and cents. Well, as you know, what happened is I got that devastating one-star review of the 10-pack. I'm pleased to say that we've now got a five, a four-star. I could have done with a five-star, but it was a four-star. So at least it's looking like it's a 2.5 to 3 now. But blimey, they're taking... I've sold a lot of copies of that book. They're taking ages to get through it and, and review it. So I'd appreciate it if they'd get a move on so that we could just lose that one-star review. But that book now, the 10-pack, is now priced at £8.99 because I, uh, I, I need to switch off those uh, cheapies um, ready for the book bub. I don't want people to get left for dead for free, then realise they can buy every book I ever wrote for 125. I'm not going to make much money out of that. So I need to switch off my special offers before I go into the book bub mode. So the 10-pack the, the is already switched off. 
it's it's available now at full price, which in the UK is eight ninety nine, which is excellent value still, of course. But it's eight nine. By the way, I've sold them at that price too, which is very encouraging as well. Uh, not as many as I would do, but I've, I'm selling them at that price at eight ninety nine. And the twelve pack is still at one twenty five until Sunday, and I will switch it off on Sunday because I obviously have my first promo on Monday. Is it news read? You read the news today on on Monday, yeah. So I need to make sure that when I'm giving away Left 4 Dead for free, they can't then buy up every book I've ever written for one pound twenty five because that makes no business sense at all. When I price books at one twenty five, that many books, I'm after page reads and you know shifting books by the bucket load. Uh, I don't want to give away the baby with the bathwater. I don't, I don't want to give away, you know, I need to be making a lot of money from it if I'm going to sell every book I've ever written at 99 pence or cents. There has to be some strategy behind that. I'm not doing it in any other circumstances. Now, so I'm a little bit trapped actually with this now because my, my 12th pack is selling well even at 125 and even with it not being in KDP Select at the moment. So I'm not getting the benefit of page reads, I'm just getting sales. It's got um, over 300 reviews on it at the moment. Let me just go and have a look at the reviews on that because it's 300 and something. Let me just tell you what it is at the time of recording this because I tend to get one or two a day on that book. So, uh, right, yeah, I have already got more reviews since I last looked at it. So um, the 12th pack has 309 reviews in the UK and it's averaging 4.5 stars out of five. Now, you can't knock that. When you look at, when you look at it, it looks like four and a half stars. It, it's almost five when you look at it in Amazon and it's very similar in the States to it showing similar in the States and before that was released my most reviewed book was Don't Tell Meg well Don't Tell Meg has got 300 313 reviews now so my 12th pack is likely to become over the next week or two my most reviewed book ever so I'm, I'm looking at that now thinking it's a bit tough this because I can't really can't really change that book now um, I was, you know, I was hoping to lead with the ten. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm probably going to leave the te the ten pack at eight ninety nine, uh, and I'm, I think that the, the my lead book is going to have to be that that box set, that twelve bo box set. I don't think I can replace it with the ten pack, um, mainly because I've had those that kind of poor review to get started with. Oh, I've had another review on that book. There you go. We've had a five star just since I since I wrote my notes. I've had a five star of the 10 pack now. So I'm now averaging 3.3 out of five. I, I, because of how well the 12 pack's been reviewed, I can say to you with reasonable confidence that that 10 pack is should get reviewed even better because the the, the two, there are three books in there, there are two, two books in there that, that people are more varied about in their reviews. Those books aren't available in the 10 pack. So you've only got books in the 10 pack that people review brilliantly every time. So that's why I was so fed up about that one star because, you know, it's got the best books in, the best reviewed books, you know, based on evidence, based on actual evidence, not on conjecture. And so I mean, that's why that one star was so frustrating. Well, then I've got another review in now. So we've got a five star, a four star and a one star and it's showing 3.3 stars out of five. So that's not quite devastating. If we get another two two more reviews at four and five star that'll blow that one star out of the water that daft review about i've already read these you know which is so frustrating we'll hide that and that'll be fine so fingers crossed that comes in the next sort of week or so yeah so i i think that events have just conspired really and that 12 pack has to be my lead book so when i go back into kdb select again that's probably going to be the book that i'm promoting 
heaviest. I could change the titles in it. Um, there's two things I could change. Uh, I haven't had any, it's funny, I did say to you that with two years after, which is the book that has the kind of unsettling ending, I haven't had any bad feedback about that. Uh, if I get feedback about the books, people, I mean, I'm astounded by it because I would, you would expect over 12 books for people to say, oh, you know, I like five of them, but these ones were rubbish. Or, you know, I like this many, but I thought this one was a bit duff. You'd, you'd expect people to sort of say, I like some of these more than others. But but I haven't really had that in the feedback. People, people sort of seem to like them. They, if they like... If they get through the Don't Tell Meg trilogy, if they like the Don't Tell Meg trilogy, they seem to like them all. And I guess by that stage, you pretty well know what you're getting with my writing stuff. If you don't like Don't Tell Meg, you're not going to like the rest, frankly. So, um, so the reason that I made the 10-pack was that I changed the order of the books. I put Left for Dead, I put the Walk and Bay trilogy first because that was that felt like a safer, safer books to lead with. And I think I probably answered my question, you know, as I'm talking to you. I think that when I when I start to promote that 12 pack again, I think what I'll probably do is I'll keep it as a 12 pack, probably keep the titles the same. I might just change the order of the books so that you read the Left 4 Dead trilogy first, then you get the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. That's what I might do. And so we lead with, say the stronger trilogy. I don't think it is the stronger trilogy. I think it's the trilogy that most people don't have a problem with out the gate. I think that's the safest way to say it. Because as I said, it's a brilliant feedback with the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. I've just edited it. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy with that book. So that's what I may do with it. But anyhow, you know, I have I have become a bit tied now with those uh, twelve packs. Uh, I, I said to you last week that I would create a vellum walkthrough video for you, showing you how I have adapted and customised my vellum files ready for this bookbub promo. I did that last Saturday. It's edited and it will be added to the show notes for this page. So if you just head for Anchor, uh, if you go for paulteague.com forward slash podcast, that will take you to my Anchor site. It's A-N-C-H-O-R. That's how you spell Anchor, isn't it? Yeah, anchor.com. But that's where you'll find the podcast now. But if you just, I've, I've set up an easy redirect link for it. So just go to paulteague.com forward slash podcast. That will take you to the Anchor page where you'll see the episode. And I will put a link to my vellum walkthrough. And you'll see how I adapt my books so that I can get um, sales across all the platforms. Um, and I'll do that step by step. And if you haven't used Vellum before as well, I'm sure you'll find that fairly handy. Something else I did last week, I can't remember whether I mentioned this to you or not, but I've been trying Facebook ads in Canada, specifically to Kobo. I think I might have mentioned that I was thinking of doing it last week. I don't know whether I'd done it last week. So what I was trying to do is trying to see if I could harness Kobo Plus in Canada, which is the equivalent of page reads, except they don't do page reads. They do um, the time you've spent reading a book. That's what they pay you for. And I, what I was thinking was that, well, people in Canada are used to paying more for books. Let's try selling my 12-pack on Kobo through Facebook using Facebook targeting and see if I can flog some books. Well, what I can say to you is, is I ran it for a couple of days, but it was way too expensive, way too expensive compared to what I was getting on a Kindle book. So I targeted a, a Kobo audience. I targeted them by thrillers. But bearing in mind that was a, a 99p book, 125 book, I, I couldn't sustain it at that price. Uh, so I pulled the ads, basically. Now, I might come back to it. But I couldn't find a sweet spot soon enough. And because I'm focusing everything really now on this book bug, I thought, well, that's fine. I didn't get a quick result on that. Let's park that for now and we'll come back 
and have a, have another look at it. But out the gate, it wasn't very good, that one, I'm afraid. So there you go. It was a good idea, wasn't it? It seemed like a good uh, logic that if you can get money off page reads with uh, Kindle, you might get money off page reads with uh, Kobo Plus. But it didn't work that way. Not of at the first time of trying. The other thing I would say to you as well is that I've been, I tried my, I switched on my non-fiction books again this week on Facebook and I've paused them again too because uh, I've got a lot more capacity in those ads. So I'm getting about 30 pence a click, 35 pence a click on those. And because I sell the books at full price, that, that's okay. I could afford 30 pence a click, but I'm not making enough sales on them uh, to justify that price. So that the, the click price is fine compared to the price of the books, but there's not enough evidence of sales. Now, I haven't worked through all my stats this week. This is just a quick, uh, how much do I spend today on each ad? It's a quick look at book report to say how many of those books did I sell? It's just a, it was a, just a quick finger in the wing kind of look at the stats. I haven't actually burrowed into them just yet. I haven't had time this week, but I can tell you that at 30 pence, 35 pence per click, that's okay if I'm making sales, but a visual, a quick visual look told me I wasn't making sales. So I switched those off too. So in terms of Facebook ads, all I'm running at the moment is Facebook ads to the 12 pack of books in the UK only, which are still profitable for me, even without page reads. So I'm keeping those up till Sunday. And then I switch over to email promos. Uh, so the Facebook ads will come off at that point. There's no point in me paying for Facebook ads when I can't differentiate what I'm making for Facebook ads and what I'm making for the email promo. So the Facebook ads will get switched off for a period at that point. Um, and then uh, I'll come back to Facebook ads probably when I go back into KDP Select. And I might have a few more experiments with nonfiction and with Kobo books too to see if I can make those work. So what else did I want to tell you about for marketing? Plenty of marketing news at the moment. As you can see, that's where much of my focus is going at the moment. I did want to tell you that I did listen to that Google Play interview, which I recommended to you on the Career Author podcast last week. And when you when you list your books directly in Google now, which is what I'm doing, there's a little promo at the bottom of the page that says earn an extra 7% if you join the Google Play Books affiliate scheme. So I've joined the affiliate scheme now. Uh, you can see it in the Great uh, the, the Great Britain, you know, the GB interface. I don't know whether it's available elsewhere in the world. I'm sure it will be. But yeah, I joined the affiliate scheme, and it's just a way of making a little bit of extra money from book sales. Uh, so I'm using the Amazon, sorry, the, the Google Play referral links now. So I, I've now got affiliate links for Amazon. I've got an affiliate link for Apple, and I've got an affiliate link for Google. Now, apparently, they are available for Kobo and for... Barnes and Noble. I haven't got a clue where to find those, and I haven't made much effort to be honest with you because I don't make many sales through those channels. But if I uh, remember it, if I have time, I, I need to also get those affiliate links sorted too at some point. I'll tell you something else I'm enjoying at the moment is having income on Draft Digital, Google Play Books, and Kobo. It's not a lot at the moment; it's just a trickle because I haven't really run any promotions. But for instance, when you when you list your books in Draft Digital, and of course I've listed. Oh, many, many books this this week. Uh, dra uh, so the only books I'd got in D2D, Draft Digital, I think it was just the Don't Tell Meg trilogy were already li uh, listed. I had to go list everything I've written since then. So I was listing loads of thrillers in Draft Digital. And when you sign up with Draft Digital, you should definitely use the 
new book notifications that's part of draft to digital's infrastructure and because i'm obviously on my own list i was getting all these emails through the week saying paul teague's released a new book paul teague's released a new book paul teague's released a new book so people who have bought from me on draft digital in the past i'm assuming that's they've been getting those emails and i've been making sales because i've been making sales on draft the digital this week now i haven't made a sale on draft the digital for a couple of months it's, the cupboard's been completely bare because i haven't had any books listed wide for several months but yeah i've got um yeah i've got 23 books sold on draft the digital just looking at my stats so it's not a lot of books uh, it's not going to make me rich but it's just nice to see life in that portal um, and usually I, I never make a fortune off draft the digital but you know i'm getting decent paychecks off draft the digital usually when i've done a book bug promo uh, and it's been dead for the last couple of months i've also been selling books on kobo and i've been selling books on on google play so you know it's just having I mean, it's ironic isn't it you know i said to you that it feels like my life support system has gone uh, not getting the page reads anymore and seeing my sales come right down in preparation for this book bug promo and i explained to you about the money and how much I spend and how much potentially I can get back on a book bub and why that's important. And I talked to you about Boom and Bloom last week as well. So it's really important that I do this. And it, but it does feel like you've cut your life support system off, not getting those page reads. And then at the same time, it's so nice to see life support coming back into life on Drafter Digital and all these other portals to see money coming in on those portals again. So, you know, it's, it's kind of some you win, some you lose, isn't it? You know, it ebbs and flows all the time, I think. The other thing I did want to say to you, I've spent a lot of time on this this week. If you use, um, I said to you that I've been using the books to read links in my Facebook ads because Left for Dead is listed wide and I, I want to promote it to all the channels. And I just wanted to say, because again, I haven't used this for a while and I was just updating my books to read links with all my thrillers. I just want to say what an excellent, what an excellent service that is, books to read because you get book tabs on there and you can create carousels with your with your series on and you can input your affiliate links as well. This is why I was saying to you, I need to look at my Barnes & Noble and my Kobo affiliate links because I want to make sure that's all stacked with affiliate links. And you get these books to read links as well. And it's a while since I've used book, books books to read. I mean, I, I, did, I have used it in the past and I was just going through it and making sure my books are properly listed, that uh, everything looks nice, that all my carousels on my pages are right. And they've got these little things that you can put on the on, on the, the buy now buttons where you've got book bundle and first in series and things like that. And I got to it's just it's a it's a brilliant service. And, and what it left me sad about was that I wish that I could sell more books on the other channels. I would love to use this this beautiful infrastructure that Drafter Digital has built for us. It's just it's it's brilliant. It really it really is very very good. You know I've got a lot of time for Drafter Digital, but I just can't make money through them. I can't make enough money through Drafter Digital, and that is a constant source of frustration for me because I would love. I've I've been listing my Kobo books. Kobo have these lovely promotions and I, I scour those promotions whenever I've got books in Kobo I scour those promotions and I, I, I put my books in those promotions I've got four pending at the moment um, I've got so many lies I've got the don't tell Meg box set I've got the left for dead the Morgan Bay box set I've got my massive uh, thriller uh, collection they're all pending hoping to get those in promos I've got the five-figure fiction formula all teed up for a promo between August the 17th and August the 21st in Kobo. You know, I I really appreciate what these other channels are doing. 
And it just reminded me how brilliant Draft to Digital is. That's so good. If you haven't looked at books to read and you haven't claimed your your profiles and set them up correctly, you really must do that if you're listed wide. It really is a brilliant resource. I went through all my books this week and just made them all spick and span and beautiful, just making sure it's all ready for this BookBub promo. Um, but it's such a good service, and I would love to you know, be able to support these outlets on an ongoing basis. But at the moment, they just they just can't give Amazon a run for their money. And it's very frustrating because they're doing a great job. But all I would say is keep it up, guys. You know, keep it up. The moment that I can put more eggs in those baskets, I will. Because what they're offering is brilliant. And if you are listed wide, please take the time to work through books to read and, and get it all set up properly. Because when it's set up properly, it's a beautiful marketing machine. And to be honest with you, you don't even need an author website if you use books to read. If you use the, the book pages and you use the carousels that they give you, and it's all for free, um, you know, all with referral links, with geo links, with, with affiliate links, it's just a superb service. And if you combine that with the um, new book alerts that they build into their system, it, it's an incredible, incredible system i would love to be able to just put everything into draft the digital and completely use their system I'll tell you what i might do that there is a thought in that that it might be an interesting exercise and i'll just think this through i'm just talking aloud now but it might be an interesting exercise for me because i have no intention of putting my non-fiction books they're not going to be available in amazon select that's not what i want to do with my non-fiction what i might be able to do with those is delist them on amazon and maybe list those books on all channels in draft the digital and try that 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 might be an interesting exercise for me so you heard it here first i'm just speaking aloud with that but that might be an interesting thing to do so that i can actually put one section of my author career entirely into draft the digital and see what i can achieve through their their kind of built-in infrastructure because it's so it is so powerful i really would like to support that but just hold that thought um, I'll think that through and, and work it through in my head and see if that would work. Just a final couple of things then to finish off for this week. Two great podcasts. I, I do feel like I've kind of moved into a different arena now and, and, and in that obviously we've had these good sales so I've proved to myself that I could do it and really I'm, I'm super focusing on the marketing at the moment and I just wanted to say to you that the podcasts that I'm getting most value from at the moment are the Six Figure Author podcast and the Wish I Knew Then podcast. I, I, they're just, they are brilliant marketing podcasts. I'm getting so many practical tips from those. Absolutely excellent. Um, and I would say that they, they're great for stage two marketing. So um, they're also good for stage one marketing. So stage one marketing is I've written a book. Please just let me sell some books. It doesn't matter how many. I just need to get selling some books somehow anyway. That's what I call stage one marketing. And stage two marketing is I can now sell books. You know, I've proved that I can sell books. Now I need to ramp that up to five and six figures. I need to scale that. So stage two marketing is scaling it all up. And that's very much where I feel that I am now. I, I've proven to myself that I'm not completely useless in this, that people will buy my books in substantial numbers to make substantial amounts of money. And that's not a fluke it's not a one-off but now i need to sustain that i need to get to stage two marketing we need to make that sustained that needs to be month in and month out and i want to be aiming for that that six figures if i can get it i don't want to just fall straight back again if i could avoid it that's what i'm trying to avoid at the moment so six figure authors podcast and wish i knew then podcast both highly recommended if you really want to get down in the weeds with marketing 
And then finally for this week, before I head off, if I get any questions for now, I did think the first two episodes were way too long. And so what I'm going to do with the questions is I'm going to split the questions out. So they're just like mini episodes. And you'll see what the question is in, in the episode title. So if you're not the slightest bit interested in it, then you don't have to listen to it. You can just skip it in your podcast queue. So so from what I'm going to do is that the questions that I've been asked to date, I'm going to strip them out and they're just going to, you'll find them come in there in the feed as separate episodes. Just ignore them. There's nothing new in there. They're just arranged in a slightly different way. And I will remove them from the podcast diary element of that week's show. It's very easy actually for me to do in Anchor. It helps. It's really easy to just shuffle stuff around like that. And then in future, if I get a recorded question, I will put the, the, the question in the title. So if you're not interested in it, um, because you know, it's like what I was saying to Ron last week, you know, keep the questions to writing. I thought, well, I'm quite happy to answer questions about podcasts. They just don't really belong in the diary. So I thought, right, well, the compromise with that is I'll let, I'll put the questions into the feed individually. And then if you look at the question and think, well, I'm not interested in podcasts. I won't listen to that. Then you can just skip it. But if you are interested in podcasts, you can listen to the answer and hopefully that will give you some value. So that seems to be the best compromise. And I did say, in this season of the show that I am very much experimenting with things like that. So I do reserve the right to you know, shuffle things around and move them around. Um, so by the time you listen to this, you might already have seen, I might already have had time to process that. You might have got the first three questions in the feed. Just ignore them if you've already listened to them. There's, there's, it's not new content. It's exactly what you've heard already in previous podcast episodes. Okay, that's it for now. Have a great week of writing. I'll speak to you next week. You can check out the show notes and listen to the back catalogue episodes at paulteague.com forward slash podcast. If you've heard something that's helpful to you in your author business and you'd like to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash paulteague. That's it for this week's show. Thanks very much for listening and I hope you have a great week of writing. From me, Paul Teague, bye-bye for now.